I didn't even listen to what he said. <laughs> I said, hello? And he goes, I'm gonna have it. You have the wrong number. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, a sunny day on July 2nd, two days before July 4th in America, where we celebrate July 4th. It is New York City. It is the home of Alfe and me. I am Austin. I'm the host of the Tri-Games Latin Podcast, and we talk about games and stuff, and other stuff, maybe. I'm not sure. What other stuff would you like to talk about? Mm, that's really it. Games. I saw Cars 2 yesterday. You did? Eh. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't even seen Cars, so... Eh. I'm not really interested. Eh. Exactly. Uh, I mean, if if it's worth anything, uh, you should see Cars and not Cars 2. Okay. If I happen to <laughs> really find the time to do so, then maybe. Apparently, the Cars 2 video game is, is, is decent. Oh, really? And, you know, the original Cars video game was, like... Not bad. Yeah, well, considering considering what licensed properties are like in general, you know, th- apparently that was decent. Um, but uh, yeah, whenever a movie uh, really highlights Larry the Cable Guy, oh damn. Yeah, no, 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 just no. Niet, nine, yet, boo. What are the languages? No. Uh, fly- no, 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 and no. No, nunca, never. Fuck that shit. No. Anyway, uh, a good-looking movie, but you know, I might as well watch the Born Identity because all the shit that they rendered looked really good, but it also just looked like the real world because they went to Tokyo and Paris and London. Yeah. And the whole reason I go to see Pixar movies is well, not the whole reason, but you know, one of the things that make them special is, you know, they give it, they give their movies a, you know, a unique aesthetic. Each diff- each yeah. movie, not it, there's not just a Pixar aesthetic, but each movie has its own aesthetic. And so, when all you're doing is rendering Tokyo really, really well, it's really impressive. But it's also not as is going to sound really stupid. But it's it's not as magical. Well, yeah, because you're simulating like a real thing. Yeah, <clears throat> which you know, which which kind of goes is kind of similar to how people were saying that you know Twilight Princess was going to be a worse looking game in 10 years than Wind Waker. Um, because of the evolution of... R- well, because of the style, classes. right. Because of the style of like, oh, now it's realistic Link and now it's realistic Hyrule. Um, and Wind Waker is already like, you know, Wind Waker is using a cartoony aesthetic that, you know, doesn't really necessitate uh, more horsepower to look good. Like, right. it, it necessitates a certain level of it, but... In ten years, people are going to look back at it and say, "Ooh, look at the grass textures on Twilight Princess." Ooh, like it gets a little framey here. Or, Ooh, like uh, uh, like there's clipping or or whatever. And with Wind Waker, you know, the the brain is uh, the mind is taken off of all that shit and is more focused on the animations and the expressiveness um, and stuff like that. I, I I personally think Twilight Princess looks fine, but that's just me. Me too. Um, and that was just a clever way to segue into video games from Pixar. I don't know. Um, but yes, last uh, what episode are we on? Are we on two twenty? I believe so. We are on two twenty. Holy shit! That averages out to maybe six years, given that we don't do fifty-two every year. Um, 
But yeah, last week we did not have an episode. Instead, we live streamed our stupid antics at uh, our, I guess it's semi-annual at this point, rock band party at my place. Um, Doc Brown started stalking. Uh, our female <laughs> friends on. T- I'm kidding. I'm totally kidding. No, he wrote a comment. He was like, "Yeah, I'm a little bit drunk. Um, so don't take this as a creepy comment. But you have a lot of good-looking female friends, which is good. That's good. I don't don't be creeped out. I'm st- I'm not watching the stream anymore. And I just thought that was funny. Don't worry. <laughs> Half the people at our party were ogling the girls there, anyways. So it's fine. I mean, go- dudes ogle. That's what they do. Um. But <laughs> thank you, the random people who decided to actually watch the live stream. Um, For real. It's still up there, justin.tv slash M-R-C-H-U-P-O-N, Mr. Chupon with an O, not a zero, um, like my Twitter address. And, and there's nothing really to speak of just people playing rock band and getting drunk and eating uh, and, and you know being hot and also eating my friend Noel's uh, magical cookies, which... Are magical for some people. I did not ingest. I don't ingest those, but plenty of people enjoyed them. Um, and then we posted the episode a week late. So you got two and oh, one. Yeah. You got a stream and you got an episode on the same day, even though the episode was from a week before. I apologize for that. Um, but this one hopefully will go up on time. Uh, although, given the fact that July 4th is a Monday, and usually when I have three-day weekends, that makes the episode even longer because I'm just like, ooh, PSP. Usually I'm just like, oh, I'll just uh, edit the episode later, and then I become lazy the rest of the week. So how many? What what messages? No. <laughs> I'm trying to delete the stupid caller ID. It is like uh, it did this. You have no messages. Wait, is uh, it sound like – is that a PSP? No, because it sounded like uh the the sound the PSP makes when there's like an error or something. It was beep. Oh yeah. See, I thought that you just had like ADD and you're like, oh, PSP. I do have ADD, but that's not why. I... <laughs> Woo, sparkly. Uh, T. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. So yes. Uh, the reason why I segued into Zelda is because I've been playing a lot of Zelda. But first, Al, would you like to talk about what you've been playing, or are you going to throw Shit. it back to me? Well, I've been playing a lot of Zelda myself. Oh, shit! It's a Zelda-rific... Oh, we're Nintendo fanboys. No, we're not. Well, kind of are. No, we're not. No, no, we're not. Because, <laughs> well, we're not... At least we're not Ocarina fanboys, but uh, some people are. Speaking of, of which... Right. Uh, in the time between last podcast and today, I played through the entire uh, Ocarina of Time. Well, so you beat it already? Yeah, oh, wait, wait, wait. Two weeks, two weeks. I'm sorry. So two weeks... I would have finished it in a week, but work was pretty, um, pretty much of a hassle. Right. Like I stayed late at work every day last week, Ooh. and make that money, um, make that money I for me. Had a lot of problems with like sleeping. Well, but it's more like I had to do stuff, so I was up all day, and I didn't get to sleep until like six or seven o'clock at night, and. So when I would get to work, I'd just be working instead of playing Zelda while things are going on. Um, so it took me two weeks to finish instead of one. And uh, I'm going to do some other things before I go back into it for Master Quest. But oh, so I really wanted like... to just do a speed run of Ocarina because I needed to unlock Master Quest. If it was available from the get-go, I'd, still, I'd be talking about how I'm in the middle of Master Quest. Uh, essentially, all I did was... I uh, played through all the dungeons and just got the heart containers from there. 
I got I actually got one piece of heart by mistake <laughs> because because I didn't uh, mean to get the thing that is good. I accidentally well, got it and I didn't want it. I don't want it. It anymore. was going to be a waste of time for me. Because oh, I see. I see. I, I didn't need it. First off, I, I really don't need extra hearts. Right. Um, and on top of that, I um, I forget. I was doing something. I f- I don't remember exactly what I was doing, but I had gotten. Oh, oh. I made a treasure chest appear by doing some other things, and then I got the treasure chest thinking it was a key, but it was a piece of heart, and I'm like, I don't, I don't need this shit. And so I, so, I messed up that. Yeah, and, and like then, all the. All the time, the seconds wasted on that adds to your speedrun. Well, all the seconds from not playing the game adds to my speedrun. Oh, I thought I thought uh, you were trying to do it by game time, not by, like, real time. Like, oh, I spent X amount of... Oh, there of- is no game time. Okay, then, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I really wanted to, like, finish it in a week. Right. But anyhow, I also wanted to get through the game without seeing the game over screen, but I kind of failed at that because I died on Ganon this morning. Right. Uh, I was trying to get him to... Uh, break one of the rocks so that hearts could come out, and I mistakenly you like rolled the wrong way or something. Yeah, I rolled uh, the wrong way, and I had like a half a heart left and no uh, berries because um the the last fight I uh, it didn't go my way when I played it, and I wasn't I was getting hit a lot, and I wound up using my fairy, and I didn't have to because. The pots keep regenerating. Like every time you climb up to the top oh. to fight Ganon, if you get knocked off, the pots regenerate, so you can get hearts. So I uh, wasted my last fairy when, uh, essentially, I could have saved it and I probably would have beaten Ganon and not seen the game over screen. But that's just personal achievement. It doesn't really matter. Uh, let's see. I went through all the dungeons. Just got the regular heart containers. Um, I got Epona. Because I think you have to. Maybe you don't have to. Actually, I, you probably do. Who knows? Doesn't matter. Um, and that's a good. Oh, actually, b- before you go on, that's a that's a good point. Like, is there anything that you can't do in the game without Epona? That's a um, that's a very interesting question. I'm not sure question. if you can. Um, I'm not sure if you can get into the Gerudo Valley with. Oh no, you can. So all all the ochre, all the ocarina super nerds. Who like love this game to death? Is it possible to play the game without getting it? You know what? I will take this to Twitter and we'll get no responses. But <laughs> continue. I'm sorry. I just thought, that was a very um, interesting question. I never thought about. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that you could go through the entire game without getting Epona because <clears throat> I don't think you need Epona to get into Lake Hylia uh, because there's a ladder when you're a kid, and that ladder should still be there when you're a grown up. And I do believe that. There is no um, barrier to entry for Gerudo Valley. Okay, but um, everything else is just extra, extra, extra. Uh, I didn't do anything outside of the regular quest. No masks. Um, well, other than get a Epona, which means that I got the the blue Kuko, but um, I didn't give it to the brother, and I didn't start that quest. Um, so it was kind of weird, like just really kind of brute forcing my way through the game, so to speak. But I found that it, it, it's really easy. Like, I mean, granted, it's like my fourth or fifth time playing through the game. It's still easy. <laughs> easy. Um, I got two bottles, because those are the two bottles you get during the game. And most of the time, they were filled with fairies. And the bosses would, like, really take off some a lot of my energy sometimes. And so I would usually wind up using both fairies for every boss fight. 
But other than that, it was it was cakey cake. Cakey so I was cake. happy about that. So yeah, I maybe I just suck. I just kind of remember Ocarina being very hard. I don't know. Um, it was your first time playing it, though. It was my first time playing it. And I'm not just talking about the water temple. Like, I, I did kind of have a little trouble, you know, whenever I had to fight some bosses. Um, and I, 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 you know, because when, when you said, oh, I tried to make it through the game without getting a game over, I'm like, that would have been a nice goal for me to strive for, but I don't think it's possible for me. Well, mm-hmm. I think that because of the N64's limitations, that can sort of make the game a little bit more difficult because the way that the game is structured and the way the game works for the 3DS, it, it really makes it easier to control and much more mm. a pleasurable experience. Ooh, pleasure. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, being able to do things like switch between <clears throat> four items. Right. Uh, you know, you, you'll, you'll use your bow and arrow, you'll use your hook shot, and you'll use, like, the hover boots. I, I used all three of those things for um, the first Ganon fight, the Ganondorf fight. And imagine having to switch between those things because you can only use two items or something like that. In, or, or can you use... No, you can actually use three. Uh, see, I had I, 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 known about the inventory switching. When you said makes it easier to control, I thought you meant, you know, literally... Um, like forget forgetting about the inventory, like just just movement mm-hmm. and combat and swinging and all that shit. Um, well, movement and combat and that... swinging is it's generally easier. Okay, because so that, is, that does uh, apply. The performance to that of the game has improved and right. the circle pad is very responsive. Right, right. Um, L targeting is you know nice and easy on the finger. We um, believe that as well. We believe, but that putting inventory on the touch screen makes Zelda a better game. It, it, if, if that he, he did he say that? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But if he did, uh, I, I think it, it, he's kind of right there. If he said that, if he didn't, then <laughs> I, don't, I really, I, I'm just, I'm just giving you a lot of shit. <laughs> um, Nintendo. I, I'll, I'll go out and say because I, I tweeted this when I was, um, you know, doing my speed run. I tweeted uh, that the water temple seemed a lot shorter and. A lot simpler, right? That was the huge thing. Like everyone was saying, like, oh, because of the inventory management, the water temple was easier. Now, I was under the impression when people were talking about the water temple, like in previews and reviews and all that shit, that they had actually done some kind of restructuring. Uh, and I don't know how much you could restructure an old dungeon without like making the fans going up an uproar. But you know, did they change the layout in? Any way, shape, or form, just a, just the slightest bit, or is it all just because oh, the inventory management's easier? I really don't think they changed the layout of the dungeon. It really looks the same to me. Like it felt the same to me. I didn't get lost. Like I didn't go. This doesn't look familiar. But they did make. Um, I don't remember if this was in the original version, but they added some graphics to let you know where the the water level. Um, positions like where you can switch the water level mm-hmm. the the door that you go into like the first one has like a green line to it and then once you get in the room there's a green line on the wall that goes and travels up to where the actual uh p- place where you play the ocarina uh is and then the next one is orange and then the third one is like blue or something so like so that. it it kind of it, it keeps the structure but it puts in little like indicators for like this is where you need to go yeah. Instead and, of just like, hey, of... water! 
<laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'd, I'd have to play the original again, uh, right. but I, I definitely would have to say that primarily being able to just run and press a button on the screen and he hops out of the boots and then he, you know, you're going to do your thing and then you need the boots again, hop right back into the boots. Um, it's easier to maintain. Know, you need to. It's easier to maintain your focus on the task at hand, right? True. And it's also easier to kind of navigate through the water. Like if you need to drop down really fast, just hit the screen, boom, you're right. in the boots, you're going down. Doc you, Brown. You need to swim a little. I'm sorry. Doc out. Brown confirms that I think so, according to a fact that I read, um, that you can complete the game without Epona. Epona. Ah. Epona. Epona. Cool. Um, let's see. So that's. That's that's pretty much Zelda in a nutshell. Um, I ignored a lot of stuff in the game, but when I go play Master Quest, I'm probably going to take my time and see if I can get as much stuff as possible. Right. Uh, but I'm probably not going to OD on it, be- mainly because this would be my like, sixth time playing the game. Right. So, now, when was the know. last time you played it? Uh, that time that I played it and wrote about it. Um. So and that mu- that, Zelda, so that must have been like at least six pass. years ago. No, not six years. ago. Because I think I don't. I I feel like I feel like you wrote that little featurette set, um, either during the beginning of or before the beginning of the podcast. Um. Uh, well, I'm going to the five years ago. I should say. Now. I'm sorry. Five, not six. Damn. If it really is five years ago, I'm I'm really going to be like, <laughs> damn, I'm old. I'm uh, one year behind you, buddy. Still. Still. Oh. Still. 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 Oh, we have a search function for a reason. Does it work? Oh shit, it works. Um and then Doc Brown follows up that with follows that up with working on finish up Link's Awakening. Love the game back Yep. Yeah, great game. Oh my gosh. Great game that I also never got past the third dungeon or something. <laughs> um I, I must say that this is incomplete. <laughs> which sucks. <laughs> But um, it was from 2006. Okay, so it was five years ago. Oh, God. And yes, it wasn't complete. It's only Zelda and Zelda 2. Yeah, I was like, all right. Those are the only two games in the Zelda mythos. Uh, yeah, just Zelda 1 and Zelda 2. Is it, what, yeah, are they coming out with Zelda 3 anytime soon? It's 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 been... It's the 25th anniversary of Zelda, right? Yeah. Did they announced Zelda 3 anytime? I thought Link to the Past was Zelda 3. Well, what's Link to the Past? <laughs> I don't, what is that? Uh... It's it's the Legend of Zelda. Oh, it's a spinoff. It's a spinoff. Yeah. How many spinoffs are I there? Just, uh, six. There's six spinoffs, and they only yeah. have two core. So like, so are they gonna like come back five years later, like Street Fighter Five, and be like, oh, Zelda Three? Now you're like climbing buildings and jumping into haystacks and like I, <laughs> running around Tokyo. I, I think Zelda Three is gonna come out for Wii U. Yeah. It's gonna be a launch title. It's gonna be a launch title. Are you gonna be able to use uh multiple controllers? No. No, no. Oh, actually, yes. You use the Wii U controller and you use the Wii remote for the sword. The Wii U controller is the shield. Okay. Oh, I gotcha. It's the shield. All right. And yeah. then and then you use the uh, uh, the Wii mote. And then what about the nunchuck? Uh, the nunchuck is for bombs. You throw it. So so for Zelda three, you have to have three hands to play it. Exactly. That's why it's called Zelda three. Okay. So they're basically bringing back the N sixty four controller, in like. Weird yeah. transformer Lego form, motion sensing fashion. Yes, yeah. this is an elaborate way for me to get you to finish the feature, but I don't think that's happening. Uh, 
Anyway. There are only uh, two Zeldas ever. Ever. In life. Oh, shoot. Okay. And now some weird person is now following me on Twitter. Who is this guy? Uh, Spammo. Okay. Probably. No, it's not a spammer. It's just somebody I don't know who probably knows someone that I know that I know. Oh, well, that's nice. So, so having played Ocarina uh, for the first time in five years, um, because, uh, you know, the last time I played it was the first time I played it, <laughs> which was right before Twilight Princess, which was at around a similar time, which was maybe like 2007 or so. Um, mm-hmm. Is, and, and I've said this before, with regards to the biggest hurdle for me being, uh, and this is this is a, a rarity for me, but being the technology and the graphics behind it, um, would this should I bother knowing how I feel about this game, knowing that I think it's a great game, but like it's not one of those games that I'm like, oh yeah, it's totally the best in 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 the history of the earth in in the galaxy, and you know Zelda is nothing without this game in the series, and like you know I want to sleep with it. And you know, make make silicon babies, silicon, not silicone, uh, with it and shit. And like, I don't feel that way about this game. Um, so should you get it? Th- yeah, should should I bother getting it? Like, it, it rem- mem- remembering again that my biggest thing about it was like, okay, like actually watching this game makes me sick because of the the you know the N sixty four visuals. Yep, yep. Uh, well, I and the water temple. Pr- yeah. I'm going to have to say that you should not get you. It. Okay. Um, only because I don't think that it's a game that you really want to go back to. Because hmm. I, d- I do like the thing is that I've always said like I want to I want to play it again I want to give it a second shot but it's it's like it's one of those things where it's like man I really should. Wants to and like the, like the the kind of desire where it's like man I really I, I like I I really should give it a second shot I've really been thinking about it as opposed to like yo I gotta go back to that that shit was awesome you know it's it's a different type of desire um you know what I mean whereas with Twilight yeah. Princess I'm like oh my god like I, I at some point I need to sit down and do this because I really enjoyed it um or like Metroid Prime man, I really need to sit down and play the Wii version because I lo- that is my favorite game, or you know something like that. This is more of a you know th- I I know this was a good title. I know it. I could see it. Um, my memories though are tainted by taint were tainted by you know the this one thing, the Water Temple, and this other thing that is not the game's fault, which is the visuals, you know, and and the swimming textures and the fact that it made me sick. Um, and and and. You know, I also had the disadvantage of not playing it until uh, six, seven, eight years after its release. So I don't have the nostalgia behind it, and I don't have that appreciation. Um, I would say borrow mine. <laughs> okay, that, that, fair, fair enough. And then see if I'm like, you know what? I should, I should buy this. Right. Okay. Um, because the, the funny thing is that with, with Ocarina Fever, you know, all over. <laughs> I I was just like I really should bu- should I, bu- I should yeah but I didn't really I should buy it for the soundtrack but I don't <laughs> uh, uh, you know what I'm just gonna go fucking download Link's Awakening and play that and then I was like ooh Minish Cap I didn't finish that I'm gonna go play that and then I saw my um, Link to the Past cartridge lying around I'm like ooh I should play that um, and so which is kind of stupid because I have I have Link to the Past on my GBA and of course I had to go and download it on Virtual Console when it came out and I'm sitting here with two copies of Link to the Past and I'd already beaten it in the past um, uh-huh. and I'm just like you know the GBA version like there, there are no real um, enhancements 
from the SNES version or, or real differences except for like going ha ha bleh! and there's no reason why I should have downloaded it on Virtual Console especially because I'm staring at my Game Boy Advance Game Boy player for GameCube right now because I took it out uh, uh, uh. and so it's just like there's there's no like well I want to play it on my TV because now I can play it on my TV without the Wii but I bought it anyways <laughs> anyway so yeah um, I, I, was, I was just jumping in because we're still on the Zelda tip um, mm-hmm. we can definitely throw it back to you but I, you know, I spent the week, uh, the last two weeks, playing a combination of Link's Awakening for uh, the 3DS Virtual Console, um, and, and and it's a DX. It's number one. It's the DX version, the color one, which I never had because I never had a GB Col- uh, Game Boy Color. And number two, I lost the original Link's Awakening that I had bought because it, because I, you know, I had that stupid great GBA loss of 2004 or whenever the fuck that was. Yeah. Um, yeah. And. I you know I had never gotten the opportunity to finish it, and I think I stopped after maybe like two dungeons or so. Um, I get the problem with me is I get stuck very easily in Zelda games because I'm just stupid. Um, <laughs> like, don't say that. There, well, there there was a part in Minish Cap, uh, which I also played later, where I was just like, well, I have to you know put this fire out. Um, and I'm trying to there's there's you know the item called the Gust Jar, which lets you suck in and blow out air. Uh, mm-hmm. Not something else, perverts. And I'm sitting there in front of the fireplace trying to, like, blow air on the fire to put it out. And the real solution is you're just supposed to take an empty bottle to the river and fill it up. Ah. And I didn't think to do that because I didn't think the designers would allow for that. Mm. You know, so, like, in a lot of these games are, like, sometimes you have to think about what the designer's thinking. And sometimes it's just, like, duh. And I'm so hardwired to think of the stupidest, the stupidest, most inane answer when it's really just, like, oh, fill your bottle with water. And I'm like, well, I didn't know you could do that because I didn't know that the designers like were thinking about that. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. but you know, what gets me stuck though in um in in Zelda games, mm. bomb walls that aren't like the the bomb walls that you can only detect by sound. In Minish Cap, there was one of those, and I got stuck on it for a long time because I couldn't seem to get out of the room. And I'm like, how the hell do you get out the room? How the hell do you get out the room? I don't see any way to get out the room. And this was like probably for like days. And then I figure it out, or I might have went on GameFAQs or something because I was just really too through with it. Yeah. And they're like, you know, bomb the wall. And I'm like, what? Bomb the wall? What wall? <laughs> and so I'm going, ding, 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 on every wall. Ding, 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 bomb. I'm like, oh, really? I can't even see that there's a crack in oh, the wall. Oh, wait. So if you, if you hold your sword to the wall... It makes a different sound when you uh, hit a bomb spot. Yeah, that I did not know. Oh yeah, they've had that in there since Link to the Past. That I did not know. <laughs> <laughs> well then, that changes everything. Oh, I know. I, I mean, they're um, like in Minish Cap. Uh, I guess I'm skipping to that now. Uh, but in Minish okay. Cap, um, there are walls that are bombable that you know I wouldn't otherwise think to bomb without there being special tiles in front of them. Or there's this one wall in the Wind Palace where you're on, like, you're in the room parallel, and there's like um, rubble, and you bomb that rubble, and it opens the wall. Um, uh-huh. And what's supposed to happen is when you bomb the rubble, you leave that room and go into the adjacent one, and you walk north a little bit, and then you're supposed to bomb the wall and walk back in to the other side of the room. And the reason why okay. I have to do that is because like there's a barrier smack dab in the middle of the room that doesn't allow you to pass to the other side. So that's why you have to like bomb your well your way out into this little patio and then pass, you know, go north and then bomb your way back in. But if you didn't walk north 
to see the area that you couldn't get to, you wouldn't know to bomb that wall unless you just experimented. Because there's actually rubble in the wall that you're where you're supposed to bomb it, but on the other side, there's no indication. Yeah. So you could see it on one side, but you can't see it on the other. Then there are other rooms where, like, there there's a, there was another room I remember, I think, I in the palace before that, the, um, the Wind of Ruins, where you get the mole claws, where you start digging and shit. Um, there was a hallway that had three pots lined up against the wall. Um, and they're just innocuous. They're just pots. They're just kind of sitting there going, like, oh, yeah, we got hearts or rupees or some shit and break us open. And I didn't know, I, like, for the longest time, I couldn't figure out where, what to do. And then I looked at the map, and there was a room directly above where those pots were. And I'm like, well, how the fuck do I get to those rooms? I'm to that room. Mm-hmm. I, uh, and so I, like, I went through the entire palace, went through all the four different doors, like, threw my Game Boy Advance out the window. Well, I didn't do that. <laughs> um, otherwise, I wouldn't be able to play it. And right. um, then I was just like, well, these tiles here are kind of conspicuous. Let me just lay a bomb here. And it was like, boom. And I was like, oh, look, there you go. They gave me a hint, and I was staring at it, and I didn't realize it. Um, and that's I, I, you know why that that's that's the thing that probably got me about the 3D Zeldas is that that shit is much harder to come by than in the 2D ones. Like when you build an entire world and then you mark a bomb wall like with a shrub or something, it, mm-hmm. that's so innocuous. Like you can't really tell that that's a bomb wall because there's shrubs everywhere. You know, and, and yep. it, that makes it more. Di- well, it, I, I now correct me if I'm wrong though. I believe that almost all the bomb walls in Ocarina and or Twilight Princess are like really obvious. Like there's a boulder here. Like this boulder can be blowed up. Yeah, or there's a big ass crack in a wall. Right. You can kind of see through it. Hmm. I guess I should put a bomb in right. front of it. Um. But like, if there are any ones that are just like marked by like certain like other landmarks, then I would never find it. Um. But yeah, back to back to the portable ones. Uh, Link's Awakening. Did you ever beat that? Yes, long time ago. Yeah, I um, yeah, I never had the pleasure of beating it. But I um, a lot of people like when it came out were talking about how fantastic it was, and it could be better than Link to the Past, or am I just imagining things? I don't know. I I kind of feel like you know when it came out, people were 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 just so shocked at the fact that a Game Boy Zelda could be that good. Um, and Maybe. I re- I remember just coming off of my Link's Awakening. Uh, I'm sorry, Link to the Past high and being like, nothing can ever be better than this game. Um, but I, I think like one of the things that irked me a little bit about it and what also irks me about Minish Cap is the fact that, you know, although you can use your shield, you also have to use your shield. You can't just have it equipped. And so when you're running around the overworld and you're used to like saying, if I don't attack and this Octorok spits like a a rock at me, I can just, you know, stand there and take it. Like, no, Mm -hmm. you have to equip the shield and you have to press the B button in order to, you know, use it. To put it up. Yeah, like that's that's such a minor thing, but I that was the one thing about that game that like really bugged me. You know, I felt like, you know, I felt like I shouldn't. Have, <laughs> I guess this is a sense of entitlement. Oh, I shouldn't do it, but I felt like I shouldn't have to do that. Like, it yeah, I I thought it was more of an interactivity kind of thing where you know you're holding a shield, but if you were really holding a shield, you wouldn't always have it, you know, at the ready. So but when I, you're Mm, keep, keep going, keep going. Oh, but when you're ready to put it at the ready, you raise your shield, and that's what the B button would be for. But, but it's yeah. You know, I mean, shots. I don't know. I always, I always figured that like in the you know it kind of it kind of um, made sense in the older Zeldas, like Zelda and Zelda Two, and you know Link to the Past. Like you're just advancing, and you you kind of have it up, 
Like, right. you don't, you, you're not ducking behind it, but you still kind of have it up. And when you're swinging your sword, like, he moves the shield to his right, like, as a reflex action. And if somebody is shooting something at you, and you happen to be swinging at something in front of you, and they're, like, they're to the right of you, and they're shooting something at you while you're focusing on some other enemy, that was kind of a, like, a, you know, a nice kind of tactical safety thing where it's like, yeah, I'm swinging my sword, but I'm not completely vulnerable. Whereas in the Game Boy Advance ones, the Game Boy and the Game Boy Advance ones, like, you, you, it's totally just not out. And you have to press B to, I don't know, it's, again, it's a little thing, um, but it changes the way that, you know, the the game feels. And I guess it never bothered me in the 3D Zeldas because it just, like, everything changed with those. So, oh, right. You know, like, I mean, it, it comes in the 3D, it's supposed to be more realistic in certain aspects, you know, and so they changed the way, they already changed the way the game felt. But, I don't know, I, I felt like, the, I know that Capcom developed the, uh, the Oracle games and the Minish Cap. Do you know if right. they had anything to do with? Link's, no, no, no. Link's I think Link's Awakening was Intelligent Systems. I think. Yeah, it definitely wasn't um, Capcom flagship. Flagship Studios. Oh, that was a Capcom studio. Okay, right. Um, but yeah, uh, you know, Doc Brown just tweets just tweeted about it. Uh, Link's Awakening. He said it's pretty short. How long is that in in your estimation? Um, it's probably like eight hours, um, maybe less if you really know what you're doing. Right. Uh, I it's weird that you know you you gotta remember that these are Game Boy games that are right. like one meg, two meg, and they're gonna be short. Like one megabit cartridge. Like Donkey Kong is an extremely long game, but it's really only long because um, it's a lot of different stages. But the stages they're small. Are small. So the thing is, like, you could get caught up in some stages, and it'll take you a while. But when you play like uh, an RPG, or, like I got uh, Kirby's Dreamland, mm-hmm. and I beat the first stage in like five minutes, and I only played through the first stage because I had to go to sleep, and like I had come home from doing a whole bunch of shit out, and I was like, you know, doing some other things when I got home, and like I really need to go to sleep, but Kirby's Dreamland came out, and I that was one of the games that I said on, um, you know, on the podcast before the that if it came, came out, out, you'd be like, yo, gotta yep, get it. I'm getting it right. So exactly, follow suit. That's what happened, and so I like you know enjoyed the the theme song from the first level and ran through the first level, beat the tree, and uh, that that's funny. Um, beat and the then tree. And it was it's yeah. like beating wood. Ah ha ah, 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 ah. morning wood, but dumb chick. Uh, so then you know I think I could probably beat uh. Kirby's Land, like, 20, 30 minutes. <laughs> wow. But it's, you know, one of those games right. that you, you – it's a great platforming game, and you go through it and get a nice score, and, you know, the score game. Score score game. Score game. I, I, I like, like I, I look at games like Saga and Saga 2, and I'm like, those were, those were decently long. Those were at least, like, 12-hour experiences or so, you know, mm-hmm. I think. I mean, of course, they're, they are, like, if you're a nut – like you could probably speed run through that in a couple hours, but like I, you know, I play it normally. I can't, I can't speed run through that shit. Um, mm-hmm. But I, uh, I, I like the. There's not much that I could say about Link's Awakening at this point, like to, to analyze because I've been so inundated with Minish Cap. Uh, now I've been playing that. Like I, I left that game off when I first bought it in I don't know, like oh five oh six. Uh, it must have been earlier than that. I don't know. But I think it was oh five. Yeah, it was oh five because the DS was just coming out or had just come out. Um, and I had just um, 
finished the first dungeon and was trying to... And, and there, there are only four... Uh, there are maybe five or six... No, there, there, there are a good amount of dungeons in that game, actually. I, I take that back. There are four main things that you're looking for in that game. Like in, in, in the original Zelda, you're looking for the for the, for the the pieces of the Triforce, and there are eight dungeons, and then, like, you know, the last one. Um, mm-hmm. And then in Link to the Past, there are the three dungeons to get the medallions, and then the castle to get to Aghanim, and then, ooh, spoilers, and then uh, the eight <laughs> dungeons, in, is it seven or eight in the Dark World? I think that there are eight, no, maybe a seven, and then the castle. Right. Okay, so there's seven dungeons for, like, you know, the Dark World and, like, to get all the maidens and whatever. So in this one, there are elements like Earth, Wind, Water, and Fire. Um, and there are four things to get, but there are more dungeons than things, or I should say things that could pass for dungeons. And then what I really like how they... I really like what they do here in Minish Cap in that they really kind of... Um, I feel more so than in other, other 2D Zeldas, and I could be wrong here, um, but I feel like they make the overworld, like, each area of the overworld its own dungeon, so to speak. Like, more so than in other games, I kind of feel like getting to where you need to go is much more of a puzzle than it usually is. Now it is, yeah, definitely. In in Minish Cap. Um, yeah. Like, in... I feel like in um, in... in a link to the past. There were several little areas that were sealed off that you could see, but you couldn't get. And, and that's the, that's kind of like the hallmark, the hallmark of Zelda games, and I should say Nintendo adventure games in general, because Metroid is the exact. I, I feel like Metroid is simply a two D Zelda, uh, and 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 Zelda is an is a bird's eye view Metroid. You know that because the, they're oh oh a side view you mean? You said two D. I'm, I'm sorry, like, side scrolling. Yes, yes, side scrolling. But like, think about it. Like, it, it's all like. Get item, unlock this area. Get item, unlock that area. Get this item, unlock a certain other area. Um, yep. But um, but so so in Minish Cap, like it, it, I, I'm sorry, in, in, in Link to the Past, there were a lot of areas where they were sealed off, and it's like whatever. And but you could still navigate the the vast majority of the land and just kind of figure things out and and see where they go from there. And a lot of it's like, oh, um, this rock is in the way. I'm gonna get a glove and move it later. Um, but in Minish Cap, there are a lot of areas where it's blocked by a small boulder that you have to push into a hole. And you have to push into a hole from the other side. Nah. And it's like, okay, how do I get to the other side? And then it's like, um, there, there's a there's a place, there's a specific area in Lake Hylia that you have to get to in that game. And it's not like, it's not just, oh, I just need a set of flippers to swim here. I just have to get the flippers. But it's like, well, I have to navigate around a certain area to come at it from a totally different direction. Um, Where do I have to go to? Okay, I have to go to Lon Lon Ranch. Well, what do I need to do here? Okay, now I need to figure out how to get, like, the door unlocked so I can go into their house, so I could come out the other side, so I could go to this elevated piece of land, so I could jump into a whirlwind, so I could, you know blast my way across this river and then land on the other side and then enter Lake Hylia from this angle. You know, there's this whole, like, shit that's involved that, you know, that, that I never really got from, or, or at least not in this amount, not in this quantity from A Link to the Past. And certainly not the original Legend of Zelda, which was, for the most part, completely open. Um, mm-hmm. If I remember correctly. I mean, like, there, there, there's, there's, there's one area that you can't... There are two areas that you can't get to. One is just, like, a pier where you get a piece of heart. Um, where you get a heart container. And that's, like, in plain sight. And the other one is one of the dungeons that you need the flute for, right? Um, I think so. 
Because, like, everything else in that game is accessible. Like, every single tile in that map. Um, yeah. Um, hmm. Let's see. Do, 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 do. And, th- and then there's there's the area in, in Minish Cap where, like, you have to get the bow and arrow in order to unlock this, uh, the path that you need to get, you know, that, that you need to move forward. But, like, even finding the bow and arrow itself is just, like, you know, you know looking in every single cave and, and, and trying to figure out where, where exactly you need to go. And that was one of the things that bothered me earlier on in the game is that I was just like, okay, well, I need to get to this place. Well, in order to get to this place, I need to find it first. Okay, now that I found the place, now I'm in a swamp, and I can't navigate the swamp. I need to go get these boots. Okay, I'm going to go to the shoemaker in town and get the boots. Oh, no, the shoemaker fell asleep. Oh, well, now what do I do? How do I wake him up? Oh, now I have to shrink, and I have to go find these little guys who are going to tell me what to do. Okay, now these little guys are telling me to go to this house to get a mushroom to wake up this guy who's making the shoes for me. Okay, now I got the mushroom. Now I have to go all the way back to the shoe house and put the mushroom under his nose and wake him up to get me the shoes. Now that I have the shoes, now I can go back to the swamp, and I can run over the swamp because these shoes make me run fast, make me like Moses, or no, make me like Jesus, and I can walk on water, except instead of walking on water, I can walk on swamp. So now I'm back at the swamp, and now I'm running around, but now I still can't get to this place. So what do I need? Okay, now I found this Deku strip, and he's telling me that he wants to give me arrows, but I need to get a bow arrow. Uh, now I need to get a bow in order to use arrows. Okay, now where's the bow? Where's the bow? Where's the bow? Okay, now I have to get str- You know, then, like, you have to find the fucking bow, and then you can finally get to the palace that you're going to after having walked across the swamp and getting all these shoes and blah, 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 and all that shit. Um, but it all ended well. Like, that, I think that's the only point in the game where it really, really got on my nerves. Um, oh, another reason why it feels all puzzly is the whole, like... Uh, you know, shrinking down into smaller size and then growing up again uh, with the Minish uh, thing. Yeah. Like, that really adds a lot of the puzzle-solving element to it because, like, where should I shrink? How should I shrink? You know, and, and there, are a lot of, there are a lot of seeming things that seem like red herrings. Like, oh, should I shrink here? No, I shouldn't. That's there for another purpose later on in the game or for, like, a bonus item, but that's not what I need to do. Um and that I think they played that off, re- played it off. I'm sorry. I think they they integrated that really well um, into the game as far as mechanic. Um, I think that's you know that's one of my favorite parts about it. But back to one other thing that kind of annoyed me. Back to the whole like you know kind of fetch questing like back and forth stuff is the whole kinstone thing. Um, I like it in general, but th- there's one area um, when you're when you're like nearing the end of the game where the entire thing is just finding kinstones and infusing them. And I don't know if you remember this. This was up in the clouds. Uh, shoot. This had to have been, like, two, three years ago, too. And I don't really remember it. Well, so you're up in the clouds, and these guys are like, well, I can't get home. I'm stuck in this middle plane. Like, there's usually a portal. And there's this, like, kind of mountain of, of puff, mountain of cloud that's hiding something that you have to unlock, and there are pinwheel flowers surrounding it. And the goal is to is to make those pinwheel flowers, you know, start turning so that the breeze blows away the cloud, and you see this big tornado that sends them oh, this whirlwind that sends them back home. But in order Sounds to do that, familiar. in order to do that, there are certain there there are several kinstones scattered across this area that are just sitting there. And what you're supposed to do is you're supposed to navigate like both level both like upper and lower levels of this area, collecting other kinstones either by de- destroying enemies or, like, destroying enemies. <laughs> and, yeah. um, you know, you you get these kinstones and you go back to the platforms where, there's, where, the, where the other pieces are, where the other halves are, and you fuse them. And then you get the other kinstone and you fuse it. And you get the other one and you fuse it. And it's just like, that. I felt like that area was a little bit lazy. Like, oh, yeah, just get these kinstones and blah, blah, blah. Um, but other than that, I, I, I guess that's a nitpick. You know, but that that took a that took a considerable hour and a half of my time. Damn. Um, 
because like I well I, to be fair, I was like playing it and then putting it down for a little bit and then playing it and then putting it down. Um, but for the most part, you know, I think Minish, you know, Minish Cap is the last traditional style Zelda game. Uh, before you move on to Phantom Hourglass and like the whole touchscreen mechanic and the whole like you know oh you have to go back to the whatever palace in, in Phantom at least right you have to like I haven't played it yet but I know that... oh go to the same place over right, and over and over right. again yeah that's also in Spirit Tracks but it's not as bad okay right but th- it's kind of a different structure and like the gameplay is different and obviously the 3D Zelda's are somewhat different um, even though the structure is pretty similar you know like get item unlock area get item um, but. I think I, I thought it. Was, I, I thought so far, and I shouldn't say thought because I'm still not done with it yet. I think it's a good send off. Um, I like that they kind of incorporated some of the Wind Waker aesthetic to it. Like when when bombs explode, they they explode in that cartoony puff of smoke. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing that continues to irritate me about Game Boy Advance games, and this one in particular, because everything else is you know is is so great, is they continue to insist on using the Game Boy Color like chiptune sound for a lot of it and it really aggravates me because a link to the past was almost you know pitch perfect audio wise from the super nintendo version so there's no reason and again so were the final fantasy ports there's no reason mm-hmm. why minish cap had to continue using the shitty sounding like sound effect when you charge up your sword and there's no reason why they had to have like chiptune sound effects in the main Zelda theme when you're in Hyrule Field. I know it's a nitpick. I know I'm really <laughs> anal about this, but the music is really important to me. And it sounds like shit. Like half of it sounds like shit, and half of it sounds great. So it makes the part that sounds like shit sad and even more shit shittier. And it's like, Mm-mm. like just use the sound chip. It's capable. You've done a game before that does it right. You know. Um, and it, I don't know. It just it just really irks me. Um, and, and I think they could have done a better job with, with, with those little, little, little parts. Um, but, like, other than that, I, I think, um, I guess there are not many... Oh, there are a few portable Zelda games. I just lost them and don't remember them. Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages. You had Seasons, right? I had Seasons, you had Ages. Yeah, and I don't have it anymore. But Ages was another one in which I got stuck. And Ages was a tough game. And I stopped. I should have kept on going, but like I got stuck and I stopped. Um, I bet you they'll bring those two back. I I would love it. I would love it, and I would love to have them incorporate the whole like um, linking up through the wireless. Oh, that would be nice, but I doubt it. Yeah, <laughs> because they don't even have uh, multiplayer. I don't. Well, they they didn't take the time or whatever. They didn't do anything with tennis. Like tennis is only one player. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, that's, crap. that's why I didn't bother to get it because it's a good game. I mean, basically all of the Nintendo tennis games are based off of that that model. Right. But if I can't play with somebody else, then what's, what's the, point? the point? I'll just go, like, get a, a better tennis game, like Mario Tennis right. or something. Or, or yeah, Mar- Mario Tennis on... Was, no, I'm sorry. Mario Golf is a GBA game that's like an RPG. Oh, yeah. I love that game because I used to own it so bad. I mean, it... And then that game also had uh, connectivity with the GameCube Mario Golf. Oh, it did? Where you can import your, your character from the RPG into the the actual Mario Golf Cube game. Connectivity, another unsupported feature. Yeah. Great ideas, no support. <laughs> Our big showing at E3. Hey, look, it's Pac-Man Verse. Cool. D- Come on, guys. Don't you love it? Where's Where's my Metroid? I don't know, but here's Pac-Man Verse. A year later. So, what are you doing with connectivity? What What are you talking about? Here's a DS. Have fun with it. 
you know. Yeah. Yeah, let's just, you know, E Reader, Super Scope, U Force, even though that was even though U Force Wait, U Force wasn't I know, I know I, I it wasn't. That's why I was about oh, to say okay. even though it wasn't. I'm just making fun of it. Yeah. Um Power Glove. Yeah. But like uh, you know, I, I think um I, I was, you know, I, I feel like the, I feel like Capcom did a really good job in kind of mimicking Nintendo's kind of level design. And I, you know, I start to, I start to think about like, did they take these lessons and apply them to Okami? Um, but at the same time, I heard rumblings of people who had played Okami, like, look, it's, a, it, you know, and, and I know Slunks was on, on the podcast, when he was on the podcast, he was like, yo, Okami is a Zelda game. And, like, mm-hmm. it's just as good as another Zelda game. But I also heard other rumblings. I was just like, look, they did a, a an admirable job making a, a quasi-clone of it, but, like, there's certain design elements of what they did that make it lesser than a Zelda game in terms of, like, sometimes the level design isn't quite up to snuff or, like, they kind of overextended some other parts of it. Um, so I'm just wondering, like, what kind of lessons they learned from that. And, and, and I wonder how much they had to do with the design of Minish Cap and other games anyway. Um, and I, I read on Wikipedia that like flagship, you know, flagship had a, a scenario design team, so they must have you know had a lot. They to must say. have actually worked on it themselves, and right. not just gotten it from Nintendo and just coded it. Right, exactly. But it, it, but I start to wonder like with those types of the of you know collaborations, like how much did Miyamoto or Aonoma or whoever you know was kind of overseeing that project from the Nintendo side. How much did they sit with the scenario designers, or did they just say, "Yo, you guys made Mega Man. That shit was awesome. Go ahead." And, but, but they but, most likely like had Miyamoto like, but no really Airman in heart. this game. No Airman, you know, and like so. So I, I just wonder, um, I, you know, and I, just, I I think about that too with, with like Metroid because you know Miyamoto was like kind of overseeing Retro Studios when they were making Metroid Prime, mm-hmm. but Miyamoto wasn't the Metroid guy. Right. Like, who... Wasn't it, like... I think it's Gunpei Yokoi. I know Gunpei Yokoi... Gunpei Yokoi created it, but I feel like there was a... um, I feel like there was a a gentleman by the name of Sakurai. um, Same last name as a a composer for the Smash Brothers music. Not the same guy, but, you know, same name. Or Mm -hmm. something like that, who did Super Metroid. And I'm not sure what... But anyway, like, um, uh, you know, I, 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 I wonder if if I actually looked at it carefully enough, if I could tell the difference, you know, like, you hear a band play, and you can, you can, you know, you say, oh, Muse. Muse sounds like a lot of later Radiohead stuff. Or, yeah. like, you know, Nas. Nas tried to, you know, rap in, in a similar essence to Rakim, or whatever. And with games, I wonder how much, apart from the visual aesthetic, you can really discern you know what I mean? Because it, it makes me start to wonder, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, there are a lot of these Zelda clones out there. Why is Zelda such a big deal? You know, like there's mm-hmm. there are so many like, you know, sword swinging, like, you know, go through the dungeon games. Like, what's the big deal about Zelda? And it's like, well, no, there's a very certain um, ingenuity to the way it's designed that makes yeah, it something special. There's something about the formula. Right. And not just the formula of item get item get but just the way they design their levels in terms of like the puzzles and whatnot and you know is it possible to like for and again this is why I'm wondering how much influence Capcom had and how much influence they needed to get from someone else like this feels this doesn't feel like a Capcom Zelda game this feels like a Zelda game yeah and then you know taking what you're saying into account uh 3D dot game heroes 
kind of feels like a Zelda game, mm-hmm. but it really feels very different. It is very different from a Zelda game, and I think that that's one of the things that I don't like about it. Oh, like not like about it, but that's one of the reasons why I don't like it because I don't like the way it feels. I don't like the way uh the I don't like the way I feel going through the dungeons. I'm not comparing it to Zelda because I think that if Zelda never came out and 3D Die Game Heroes was the only game that was like you'd still there, feel the same like way. That, it would still feel the same way, and I would still be like. I, I can't stand this dungeon. I, I'm not playing this game anymore. Right. It's not even a, I hate this dungeon, but I'm really going to try and work through it. It's a, dude, this game, it's not what I wanted it to be. It's not, it's not it doesn't feel good to me. Can, can you, can you verbalize what it is that doesn't feel good? I'm, I'm very curious now. Uh, there's just something about maybe the dankness, the, the color, the the polygons, maybe even. So it's the aesthetic mostly. Yeah, it's not, really the not aesthetic. Not necessarily I mean, the level design. Well, there's also like the level design, but like some some of the levels are like really complex, um, various parts, multiple floors. But it's still all it's it's all still kind of repetitive. And then on top of that, there's um, there are parts of some of the like the dungeon that I was having trouble with, I can't remember. I think it's the wind dungeon, and there were enemies that would like murder me, and there was you know I would have to do my best to have as much restorative stuff because you know these guys would take off like four or five hearts. Oh shit! And then you'd encounter them in multiple rooms, and so I'd be like scared to go into certain rooms because I didn't want to die, and then. You try and kill stuff that gives you hearts, and they don't drop hearts. Right. So there's a lot of that, like in terms of the way that the the enemies and whatever they present to you, that that part of the design doesn't really work. Right. So it makes it a it, it makes it hell to kind of go through the dungeons, and then sometimes it's a little bit. Too Ooh, excuse me, I didn't want to mute myself. Lesson. I wanted to preserve that in perpetuity. Uh huh. And you didn't mute um, that. That's fine. Uh, 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 there's there's still a little bit like an over complexity to get to some of the dungeons too. Mm-hmm. A lot of running around to get to a particular place. Like you got oh the place is right here down down and to the right. But in order to get there you gotta go up right right up right down down right and then pass it to the left and then up and then back to the right and then oh there you go. Uh, and in that time you might die. Um. Yeah, I, I, and I was, and I was, you know, you, you talking about that made made me think back to um, the original Zelda and how most of its quality, um, or at least most of why people liked it in the first place, why I liked it in the first place, was more the sense of adventure and like exploration than it was the puzzle solving. I never really felt like, I really never felt like the, it, there, there was any puzzle. It was just labyrinthine, and it was just how do I get out of here? How do I, you know, how do I get from A to B? And so mm-hmm. I was wondering that when you're, I was wondering if when you were playing 3D Dot Game Heroes, because it was such a throwback to the original Zelda, if that's what it was doing, and that's what disappointed you, because it's like, well, the Zelda that we know today, well, and, and again, not comparing it to Zelda, but the adventure type games that we know today are more puzzly in nature than just I just got to find my way out of here. Right. Um. Yeah, I think that it's the the levels, 
the dungeons in <clears throat> 3D Light Game Heroes are more of a labyrinth, and <clears throat> they they take it like maybe a step further because Zelda, the original Legend of Zelda, wasn't really that complex of a labyrinth, uh, you know, design. Right. Yeah, it was there, but. It wasn't to the point where you're in there and you're like, oh my god, I've been in here for like an hour. It's more of a maze. Well, it can get that way sometimes when it gets like long and, fr- long and frustrating. When it gets long and frustrating, but... The, f- the first Legend of Zelda? Yeah, I, I mean like, like, well, but more of it, it has, like I was saying, it has less to do with, oh my god, I need to figure out this block-pushing puzzle or light these lanterns oh, right. Well, being stuck on a puzzle is, for me, it's a lot different than being... Uh, tasked with getting from point A to point B right. and getting to point B requires you to go around in a whole bunch of different corkscrews and fighting a whole bunch of different enemies that will require you to use something to get back to the beginning and 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 heal and come back. Right. And there's that and it's and not an RPG where you can level up and be right. strong enough to defeat the monsters. Exactly. And then there's also the whole bomb wall thing where it's like, okay, th- there is literally no indicator. It's just like, hey, give it a shot. You want to yeah. bomb it? Okay. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, God. Wait, are you talking about the original Legend of Zelda? The original, yeah. Uh, then what about those walls that you walk through? You remember those? No! Completely through? Yes, they're... Uh, well, that... I think that's a second quest only thing. You okay. ever play second quest? Nope. Ah, uh, second quest. They have walls that you push up against and you walk through the wall. I hate that. Hey! <laughs> I'm stuck in this room! Psst, come over here. Hey, but you're just a wall. Sex me. Uh, what? Sex me! Uh, okay. Oh, I'm in the other room now. Okay, yeah, that... I, that I'm that i never playing Master Quest. Fuck that shit. Um, but no, like, uh, yeah, in terms of, like, fighting enemies and just bomb walls and not knowing where to bomb and then, you know, just kind of... A, a lot Because a lot of the rooms are uniform, right? I mean, they're, they're, they're the same tiles and such. Like, it's the, the same yeah. thing over and over and over again. Um... And it's and I guess this is why I like Link's Awakening. Ah, uh, a link to the past. I keep on mixing up the two fucking names. Uh. Um, but like why I keep on why I keep on saying that you know uh, Link to the Past is my favorite one. And again, maybe it's nostalgic. Maybe it's one of those like oh, it's the first one that did this, which is again why a lot of people like Ocarina the most because it's the first one that brought it into 3D. Um, but it was like look, it, it was the first time bringing these kind of ingenious puzzle elements and like thinking man's type of stuff into the series while still maintaining that gigantic overworld feel while also bringing in like a more refined RPG feel that began in uh, Adventure of Link and when I say RPG feel I mean more like talking to people and nosing around and shit as opposed to like you know gaining levels Um, Uh and all these different things that they did Um, and uh, I guess the biggest thing about me that about Ocarina that that continues to you know make me feel like it was a great game but I still put Link to the Past above it is Hyrule Field. And I know that's Ooh. actually the reason why a lot of people like the game, but like how do you okay, so how do you feel about Hyrule Field? Like the way it's represented in Ocarina of Time. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> eh. Eh. Because because it's it's empty, it's bland, it's I mean, it looks great, but it's empty. It's planned. It's really just a time sink. And, you know, once you get Epona, or even... I mean, I've spent so little time in Hyrule Field in this uh, in Ocarina of Time 3D that it doesn't even fucking matter. You know why? Because I didn't 
uh, go look for any secrets. Right. You know, there are a lot of secrets in Hyrule Field, like a lot of holes in the ground, and there's the sculptures on the trees, and there's the pose. But I didn't bother with any of that. So all I did was I left Kokiri Forest, and then I went to uh, Kakariko. Go to Kakariko, go to Hyrule. Go to Zora, go to Hyrule. And once I got the Minuet of Light, anytime I finished the dungeon, Minuet of Light, go right back to the Temple of Time. Yeah. And I literally, like, did, you know, the three um, artifacts for the to open up the door of time. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I was adult Link until I had to go back to Kakariko for um, Kakariko. Shadow, for the Shadow Temple. And then I went back to Adult Link and finished Shadow Temple. And then I went back to Kid Link and went to um, to Spirit Temple. But I didn't have to actually go to Spirit Temple because I got the song once I got there as Adult Link. Right. So, you know, I don't really like Hyrule Field, but I didn't spend too much time in it either. Right. And, you know, ex- you took the words right out of my mouth. That's why I was going to ask what you thought because I didn't want to repeat it. But, like, and I know I, – I, I'm going to get flamed for this. I, I know that there were technological limitations on the N64, and I know that a big part of it was like, oh, my God, here's this vast open thing where I can see everything that I'm going to. But it, it's it's exactly what you said. It's like, you know, there's – it's just a lot of, like, running, a lot of <laughs> duck rolling, you know, and, and – it, it, part of the magic of the other Zelda games was that there was it, it was alive everywhere, like everywhere it was. There was something to do or something to fight or or something to see. Uh, and there were vast expanses of Hyrule Field, which isn't even that vast at all if you think about it. That was it was just grass, you know. Yep. And just and, grass. And that's why I like Twilight Princess so much because it, you know, I know it wasn't the first 3D Zelda, and I know it wasn't the most revolutionary one, but it it fulfilled the poten- To me, it fulfilled all the potential that, well, maybe not all. There could always be more, but it fulfilled that vision that I think Ocarina started. You know, and again, this is this is tainted by the fact that I didn't have nostalgic experiences with Ocarina when it first came out. Um, but you know, it's it's like. It's like me saying that Mario 3 was better than the original Mario Brothers. There would be no Mario 3 without the Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers. Super Mario Brothers was a progenitor. It, it put all these play mechanics into place. Like, you know, uh, uh, fine, agreed. Mario 3 is a better mm-hmm. game. There's no question. And I, I, you know, I strongly feel that um, Mario World is a better game than Mario 3. And I know that everyone's going to say the same, the same thing. Oh, you know, Mario 3 was the one that planted all these ideas of, like, all these separate worlds and all these secrets in your head and all that stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but Mario World took that and expanded so much upon it. Which is not to say that every time you increment on something, it makes it better. But the degree right. to which it fulfilled all the stuff that the progenitor laid the groundwork for, the degree to which it did that was so significant to me that, no, it's a it's a better game. And, and so so it goes with Twilight Princess. And everyone's saying that, like, oh, no, you, you know, Ocarina was the whatever. And great. Fine. I just don't feel that way about it. And Twilight Princess doesn't make me sick when I look at it, which is not the game's <laughs> fault. Um, but there's so like Hyrule Field isn't even just Hyrule Field. There's like shit to do. There are villages along the way. There was that whole wagon ride, you know, on the way from the nor- northern area to the southern area. I can't even remember. But like, th- there's you know, and there's life. There's shit there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I don't know what they could have done in in you know Ocarina to to split. Maybe they split up Hyrule Field and make it smaller chunks. Or something in that, I guess that would have ruined the sense of expanse. 
But I don't know. It just uh, you know I just had the opposite feeling to that most people had for it, and I think you and I share that feeling. Um, and 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 just to go back to another example, um, Mario sixty four is leaps and bounds a better game than Mario Sunshine. Well, you know? yeah. And and that's it's just something about the design. Right, and and that just goes to an example of me. I'm not just sitting here saying, oh, you know, you make it prettier and you increment on it. That automatically makes it a better game. I'm not saying that at all, you know. But 64 was a better design game. The levels were better designed. They were more ingenious. They are more intuitive. It didn't feel like a chore. Well, sometimes it did. But for the most part, it didn't feel like a chore when you, when you star got, you know. When you shine got in Mario Sunshine, some of that shit was like, I, will, I thank God I never have to fucking ever play that again. <laughs> yeah. And in, 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 in Mario 64, sometimes that was the case on rare occasions when you got the really, really difficult stars. But for the most part, no, it's not that way. And Mario Galaxy, same way. Like, it, it feels, you know, great. And, you know, Mario Galaxy now is a better game than 64, but, you know, that, that that's not the hero there. It's a different argument. Um, okay. But, yeah, all this talking about it now makes me want to go and get Ocarina. But I missed, uh-huh. the, but I missed the bonus disc, so now I'm just like, meh. Um, yeah. When do you get it? It was shipped. I don't know when I'm going to get it because it's coming by postal service. You know, it'd be nice if they, um, if 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 you were a Sunday purchaser, if you Sunday got, um, actually that's not right. If you Zelda got on Sunday, there we go. Um, <laughs> I you, got Sunday. If you Ocarina got, then um, you get like on that Sunday, then you get the the CD and everything. But if you Ocarina, yeah, nice. if you Ocarina get like later. Like maybe in the next month or so, like you get a digital download. But of course, this is the internet and Nintendo talking. So who who am I kidding? Right. Um. But yeah. Wow. This podcast became a Zelda cast. Sure so did. Uh, um. I really didn't play anything else other than Ocarina. like. Uh, yeah, I didn't play anything else other than that. Like today, I uh, did download all the rest of my PlayStation stuff because the um, the PlayStation offer for Welcome Back ends on Monday. Ooh. So, uh, granted, whoever's listening to this won't actually listen to it right. after. in time, yeah. So I'm not going to warn anybody. But I did get uh, Wipeout HD mm. because I really couldn't find a use for anything else uh, that was on the list. And I played a little bit of it today, and it's actually pretty fucking good. Yeah? Wipeout HD, it looks fucking awesome, and it actually controls rather well, and I like it. Wow, so coming from someone who is not a Wipeout fan... This this is a ringing endorsement for me, because I was a fan of three and not a fan of Fusion or Pure on PSP. I thought it felt stupid, not mm-hmm. not just floaty or slow, just stupid. It just felt stupid. Um, <laughs> but like if if you're saying, uh, you know, HD is is the shit, then I, I I will now actually play it instead of just you know leave it on loop and watch it watch the demo reel. Um, oh wait, do do you actually have the game? I I got it as part of the uh, welcome back package, and then I felt stupid. Oh, because, you did okay. Because we're all we're all plus members for 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 a month, and yeah. I was looking through the plus member stuff, and Wipeout HD is a free download. Right for the month. Right, but I got I got I got it as part of the welcome back package. Okay, so that means you'll have it after next month. I'll have it. Oh wait wait wait. So wait, it's a free download, but once you're not a plus member anymore, you can no longer play it. Right. No, I'm talking about if you didn't get it through Welcome Back, but if you only got it as a PlayStation Plus. Then it would deactivate after a month? After it would deactivate after a month, I see. Right. Oh, so the Streets of Rage that I, bu- that I downloaded for free is going to deactivate? Yes. Oh, that's penis. Oh, well. <laughs> I guess I'll... Uh, I guess, because I guess, then everybody would just like download right. every game that they could get. <laughs> right. 
that's, <laughs> that, 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 that's a good point. Zero. I don't know what I was thinking. But Speaking that's fine because I have, Street, though, I have Street to Rage 2 on like other platforms anyway, so it doesn't matter. I was going to mention that um, I helped uh, Tyrone, singer of my band, move on Thursday. And he had a, a couple of Genesis games because uh, he had Genesis, Genesis tapes. A long, long time ago. Yeah, Genesis tapes. My Street Fighter and 2 he... King tape. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, Yo, where my so King he... tape at? You're what? Oh, God. I got to – anyway. Um, <laughs> so he he offered them to me because he was going to throw them out. I'm like, please, let me see what they are. And it was Streets of Rage, Streets of Rage 2, Shinobi 3, and Eternal Champions. But I I, I kind of liked Eternal Champions. I didn't actually like playing it. I just liked listening to the music that Bone Thug stole. Um, <laughs> and the best part about the, the grab was that Streets of Rage and Streets of Rage 2 and Shinobi 3 are among the, the games that I got from him. So Nice. I'm going to be uh, – Playing me some Genesis stuff over the summer. Genesis somewhere. does. I just downloaded all them shits on Virtual Console. Word, word. That's that's, that's another good idea. Um, let's Which, see. you know what? All Speaking of Genesis, mm-hmm. all the Zelda talk, you know, and not just from today, but like from playing Zelda, made me really want to go and play Beyond Oasis and just be like, all right, let's see what this game is all about. Let's see. Oh, you haven't played it? I, I play I've every time I picked it up it's been like five ten minutes and then I put it down and I still have oh, Legend of Oasis for Saturn to play and I'm 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 tempted to just jump into the Saturn version just because it sounds look and sound better but then I have to like you know play the Saturn version through my LCD TV and I'm sure it'll look like ass mm, yeah probably I haven't played my Saturn through my new TV yet I don't think yeah but like yeah Beyond Oasis uh. What, game. what would is it more labyrinthine? Get from point A to point B, just just survive and fight, or is it like puzzly ish? I think there's a, a a quite a few puzzles, but it's more of uh you you fight stuff and um you go through mazes, but it's not really like Zelda ish mazes, right? It's it's more like really having fun with that gauntlet and and the gods and stuff like that. The that gods, you the gotcha. gods, the gods. I'm sorry, I think I jumped in you were saying something about something else. I don't remember. Doesn't matter. About the Talking about, oh, about I was gonna, bone thugs. Uh no, I finished that. <laughs> I was gonna say uh that I was also I also started Infamous just to see Ooh. if it needed to install, but um I I got like past the first thing. First and thing to the point where I could save. Oh, I see. I had to leave. Uh but I also wanted to mention what I got for PSP. Out of the welcome back package, I got I got a little big planet and Killzone Liberation. Oh, so we so we ended up getting the same exact things from the entire welcome back package. <laughs> All four games. We are like minded. And um I'm thinking about activating my PlayStation Plus tomorrow just so I because I I don't know when I'm actually gonna use the damn thing, but right. I would like to get as much time as possible. And if I start it today, then it's like basically like you know, one less day, quote unquote. I, you um, know what? I, I like that they're. I like like, uh, I and I guess this is probably because um, they uh, they kind of already shot themselves not not shot themselves in the foot, but they already offer like online play for free, and people were always like, well, if PlayStation is going to offer this pay service, what the hell are they going to do? Like, are they going to expand your friends list? Are they going to like, mm-hmm. y- you know, give you? What is going to make it right premium? And it's like, like the the value add 
like the free games and stuff, I think are are key. Because I don't know that that's something that you know if you're a, whether you're a silver or gold member of Xbox Live. I don't know that um, do they do they ever do any free games that only gold members can get? I never got a free game off of Xbox. Okay, I mean, and and then you think about the fact that PlayStation is offering Netflix for free. And that's why I say they shot themselves. They they might have shot themselves in the foot, even though it's a good thing for us. Mm-hmm. It's that like in terms of them getting our money, it's like well, again, like you said, what are they going to offer that makes me want to care about PlayStation Plus? And like I, I think like some sometimes some of for some people like the fear was like oh they're going to throttle back. Right, they're going to like really nerf the the re- the free service right. and make PlayStation Plus what the free service is. Right, is that what you mean? Yeah. Or they're yeah or yeah exactly exactly nerf heard it even though that's oh Star Wars reference. no 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 not a Star Wars reference a, I know and, I know nerf yeah. ner- nerf gun super soaker three thousand nerf bat nerf bat bocce ball they turned my sword into a nerf bat I don't my know why my sword got nerfed <laughs> um but yeah I um what's the pricing plan on that again it's ten a month or fifty a year. I think so. I I looked at it briefly yesterday, and uh, I said, ah, da, 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 da. download game. <laughs> Is that literally what you said? You went up to your PlayStation and went, ah, da, 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 da. Pretty much. And then it yeah. froze on me. <laughs> I'm like, you motherfucker. Is it quiet now? Oh, yeah, it's quiet. Now. It's not nice and quiet now because it's refurbed? Yeah, I gotcha. Yeah. But oh. I turned it on this morning, and it, it was just like, uh, and then it froze. I'm like, you motherfucker. You motherfucker. But, that turns it off, turn it back on. Don't give you waste my motherfucking time. <laughs> Heat. Well, I think we've beaten this horse to death. Um, there's yes. there, there, there's totally. a significant piece of news that happened recently. Uh, we're just going to spend a couple of minutes on it. Um, but for now, we are going to take a quick break. Maybe clean the earwax out of our eyes and like the grime from our belly buttons. That, that and the mucus is from my nostrils. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you do that. that. Have dipped into our throats. Is ew. ew. You talking about the mucus, right? Yes. Just making sure. It's nose mucus, right? Yes. Okay. (laughs) We'll be right back. are back on our saddles our mucus is cleared our feces is cleared our urine is cleared and our hearts and minds are also clear um yes can't lose ew yeah so uh, earlier this week um and i maybe it was last week i can't exactly remember i think it was earlier this week though where leland Yee's bill that he was he's been trying to pass for like x amount of years um and the bill was basically making the sale of violent video games to minors and illegal activity, which basically places it on the same level as pornography. Um, and I, I believe I believe that was the main stipulation to that bill, and that, that was pretty much all it was, right? Um, just you, not like, oh, you can't make these, but you just, you cannot sell these to minors without illegal. Yes, it, it could, they had to not be sold. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> to not be sold. Um, and the decision passed uh, 
I believe it was June 27th earlier this week, maybe a little bit earlier than that, the Supreme Court struck that down 7-2. to two. Hardcore. Um, and that sounds like a great victory. And it was like, oh, yeah, we won. Yeah, fuck you guys. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. Um, but, Al, I don't know how much you read into it. I started reading the article, and uh, there were a few things here that started to worry me a little bit. Um, uh, actually, I only heard uh, the news. I didn't actually read about any of it. Like, I just saw a lot of people like on Facebook were saying, you know, this is a great moment for video games, da, da, da. and then some people didn't understand. They're like, oh, what does it matter, blah, blah, blah. And then um, uh, somebody, I think it was um, Doc Brown, who said that the um, the importance of it, you know, can affect how games are made. Like, you know, you can't sell mature or violent video games to minors, then that can affect how games overall are made because people want to make a, a dollar. Right. So um, I was thinking, damn, that's that's pretty serious. Like, But, you, but you I know, didn't get to read an article or anything. At, before I even get into what worries me, that's, a, that's an interesting point that he makes there and that you bring to light. But then that leads me to question, like, I personally don't believe that this type of stuff needs to be regulated, should be regulated by the law, by the government, you know, telling us what we can and cannot, you know, sell to who. But at the same time, and I'm talking about media here, at the same time, Mm -hmm. I also believe that a 13-year-old kid should not be playing, I'm trying to think of a a really extreme example here, uh, should should not be playing Duke Nukem forever, let's say. Oh, no. Okay. Um... Un- unless, you know, the parent, you know, trusts the kid and, and sits down and educates the child and whatever. You know, I, I believe that I-, I think it's in the hands of the parents. I- I've always said that. Well, yeah, certainly. Because, you know, I-, I was 14 or something and I was playing Duke Nukem 3D. It right. wasn't a problem for me. Right. But uh, in Duke Nukem 3D, I don't think there were tits just hanging off the wall. There were tits on. Oh, but they were covered. Yeah. I think. No, there were. The th- th- in in, were in Forever, aren't there just. Th- there are just tits hanging on the wall. Just tits. No face, no hips, no vagina, just tits <laughs> hanging out the wall. I know like, there's that big-ass monster with, like, the big floppy tits, too. Yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, it, it, I think, you know, we can always sit here and say, like, well, I turned out fine. I, we can't speak for other kids who might be fucked up in the head already. There's no way to, there's no way to speak for them. You know, for what, what, what's okay for, for, for you and I, for you and me, bad grammar, sorry, you and me, might be totally destructive to another kid. Who doesn't have the proper parenting? Who doesn't have like the proper social upbringing or whatever um, or guidance? You know what I mean? That that could be totally destructive to them. But again, just like any other media, a book or a movie or an angsty emo record. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but the reason why I bring that up is because hey, if it changes the way that game makers are making games, then they are no better. And this is an exaggeration. Uh, you know, but d- just to, for a point of comparison, they are hardly any better than those who manufacture cigarettes or brew alcohol or, or d- 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 bottle alcohol and create advertisements that are appealing towards minors. You oh, know, there was yeah. that whole big issue about how, like, oh, they, it's illegal to sell it, but they still make it appealing to minors, right? And so if game makers are changing the way that they make games just because a law now makes it officially illegal to sell those games to minors, well, they shouldn't have been targeting the minors in the first place. Yeah, but that's – see, the thing is with cigarettes in particular, they have to pick up the minors because they know that if they don't 
grab them by a certain time, the chances are really low that they're going to get them to smoke. And it sucks for them, but shit, it's <laughs> it you're oh. selling a product that's going to kill people. No, no, what no, what I'm saying is what I'm I, I understand that. I agree with that. What I'm yeah. saying is that it shouldn't like it shouldn't ideally if, you know, if we are respecting, you know, our culture the way we should, like if game makers are respecting the culture like the youth and the art or whatever. Like, you know, there's certain games that are meant for certain ages. Point blank, period, mm-hmm. the end. Yeah, and people don't like to observe that, which right. fucking sucks. And that's what I'm saying, is that game makers should be observing that. And the idea, the notion that a game maker would have to change the way that they make their games or change the frequency with which they make certain games that are violent because a law now makes it illegal to sell uh, a violent video game to a minor, and like you said, they gotta make a dollar. Well, then they, they then they were not respecting that vision to begin with. They were not respecting the fact that this is our art. We are making a game for a certain target audience. We do not intend to sell this. We're we're, we're not making this game with the intent to sell it to a twelve year old. You know, you mm-hmm. look at the flip side, and you're saying, okay, we're you know on the surface we're saying, oh, this big titty game shouldn't be shouldn't be falling into the hands of like a ten year old kid. But I honestly don't give a shit. Oh, now it's illegal. Now I have to give a shit. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Like, I don't right. know if I'm making that clear. It's like, if they if they always gave a shit from the outset, then the, the passage of the law wouldn't be a problem for them because they're like, hey, look, we weren't targeting them anyways. I'm going to keep on making my big titty game because I was never making it for little Jimmy anyways. You know, it sucks that the law is passed. It sucks that it affects the way that, you know, video games are, are, are looked at, but it doesn't necessarily affect, like, from, from a... Um, from a, from a mindset, at least, it doesn't affect our mindset about the bottom dollar because we were never intending to sell it anyways. Now, of course, publishers don't care. I'm sure publishers just like, hey, you know, that's up to the store to police that shit. Like, we don't care. Like, we like, and that that's what I'm saying is sucky is that they don't care, you know. And mm. and the, and then the idea and Doc Brown is probably right. You know, it will change the way that they make games. And what I'm saying is that the that very fact is a negative thing in my light in my eyes. I think it's it sucks that it would change the way they make games because it shows that people probably didn't care about you know helping you know about about targeting the the right audience. Does, does that make sense? Yeah. Like but... and not that not that I'm asking you to agree. I just want to make sure that I'm making my idea clear. Yeah. So, uh, but that's a very interesting point. Now, now the thing that worried me actually back back to the back to the matter at hand. Back to the lecture <laughs> at hand. Sorry. Um, <clears throat> there. Where is this quote here? Here we go. Um. Um, I'm sorry. I'm trying to look for this this one thing here that really irked me. Um, uh, there's this one line about like the fact that there's no research, and then that's a bad thing. Um, okay, here we go. One of the uh, judges, Justice Alito, who um, who I believe was for uh, not not for the bill, but what but, but was one of the people who struck down. Um, the bill says this. Oh, so so Pat, Patrick Klepek's article on Giant Bomb says this. Mm-hmm. In Justice Alito's concurrence, he voiced some disagreement, wondering why the court would be so quick to believe a new medium deserves the same protections as the old ones. Quote, we should make every effort to understand the new technology. We should take into account the possibility that developing technology may have important societal implications that will become apparent only with time. We should not jump to the conclusion that new technology is fundamentally the same as some older thing with which we are familiar. 
there are reasons to suspect that the experience of playing violent video games might just uh, just might be very different from reading a book, listening to the radio, or watching a movie or a television show. In fact, end quote. In fact, Judge Alito left the door wide open for another challenge. Quote, I wouldn't. I would hold only that the particular law at issue here fails to provide the clear notice that the Constitution requires. I would not squelch legislative efforts to deal with what is perceived by some to be a significant and developing social problem. If differently framed statutes are enacted by the states or by the, by the federal government, we can consider the cons- constitutionality of those laws when cases challenging them are presented to us. So basically what this all is saying is like, yo, I'm striking it down not because I'm necessarily trying to fully protect First Amendment rights, but be- simply because you haven't shown me enough yet. I'm certainly mm. open to the opportunity that you will show me some shit and then I'll accept your law. But for now, leave it alone. Um, that worries me from multiple angles. From the first angle and the most obvious is, oh shit, this is going to become a problem again. Yep. Point blank. From another angle, it's, um, oh, uh, like now, now there's going to be more, you know, research into this. And I don't, I'm not against research. What I'm against is, oh, now there's like, like all the, all the stuff that Tony was saying from before, like, you know, oh, you can make, you can say anything with some, with some amount of research and you can spin a story in any way. Oh, certainly. Yeah. Now they're going to be looking for a way to, uh, to to get the evidence that's satisfying to make this into a law, right. an acceptable law. Right. It doesn't really matter if it's really true or whatever, but it's 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 research, and we we're giving you what you want. So now keep our law up, and right. let's change how the old video gamers work. Right. And the the other the other angle that 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 worries me from is that no longer is it an issue of amendment, the First Amendment, or you know, artistic merit or whatever, because if, <coughs> excuse me, coughing a little bit, if, if, if you, and by you, oh my God, I'm coughing and I'm gassy. I'm <laughs> trying not to burp, trying not to hiccup. <laughs> if, if you, and by you, I mean people, not just Alfred the hair man. Uh, <laughs> the hair man. And drinking some tea hopefully will squelch the hiccups and it won't. I know it won't. Um, read up earlier in the article, like there is a specific mention to, you know, this medium communicates ideas in the way that other arts do and in ways that are unique to the medium. So it's it's being recognized <clears throat> as a medium in which ideas are transferred. And if you remember from a couple of years ago, somebody was uh, – one government representative was like, this medium doesn't communicate any ideas. And that has mm-hmm. been overturned. Not overturned, but that's been saying like, no, dude, you're wrong. Of course it communicates ideas. And that was something that I was very sensitive about. I was just like, of course it communicates ideas. Now, Certainly. even with that, even with that recognition that it could be <clears throat> in some ways artistic and in some way has artistic merit, it still you know, might not be protected because, again, they're going to find they're, – they're, they're still going to look for scientific ways in which it's like, well, no, sci- from a scientific standpoint, this might be you know, bad. This might be bad for you. If you remember, there was like an article that we railed against, um, I think with Ethan was still on the cast, talking about addiction. Oh, right. <clears throat> And the endorphins or whatever that are generated by the act of playing games. And Ethan was saying that there's no real chemical dependency on video <coughs> games. Um, and then, like, I was saying that, like, maybe there is, and we just don't know it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's the last thing that worries me, is that, like, it opens the door <coughs> thought-wise, and that brings back my fear. It's not a new thing, but it's my old fear of, like, what if there is? What if there's just something that we don't know about, and we're so staunch... Um, so staunchly defending the medium that we 
that we love that either we're not seeing it or we're in denial. I mean, what if there is? <clears throat> what if there is in some people some kind of chemical trigger that, you know, develops with continued, you know, time, uh, continued experience with these things, you know? You never know. Everyone's different. I, I get that. But, like, yeah. like what but if there is... I think it would be very rare. I mean, if we're talking... Are we talking about the chemical dependencies that are, like, similar to taking somebody off of, like, heroin or, or crack? Maybe not that, but, like, you know, like... Like it says there, and this is why it worries me that you know maybe this is a real thing that we should be worried about. But it's a different type of thing. This is this is still a young medium. It's it's still relatively <clears throat> relatively minuscule in our evolutionary cycle as human beings. It's tiny. Yeah, and in it's our, not in even our, like forty years old yet. Right, and in our cycle, uh, in our evolutionary cycle, in terms of you know since we've had interactive media. I shouldn't say interactive media. I should say media. In, excuse me, media in general. That was a microphone getting hit by accident. Mm-hmm. Um, reading is ages old, but it's still relatively. Again, it's still like a. Uh, actually, reading no. I don't. I don't fucking know. <coughs> but you. <coughs> oh my god! What piece of dust made it into my goddamn throat? Talk for like about half an hour. Like do a dance. I don't fucking know. I gotta go clear my throat out. <coughs> I just put myself on mute. I was serious. <laughs> I'm serious. D- sing a song or something. I can't. <coughs> oh my god, I'm dying. <coughs> this law is killing me. <laughs> Stay alive. <coughs> What's going on over there? Oh my god. Oh my god. It wasn't even on mute because I didn't mute my microphone. I just muted Yeah, the I know. I heard G-chan. the whole thing. I muted the G-chat. And so did <coughs> you. Oh my god. I'm sweating now. This is like setting me into fits. Oh, oh what am I allergic gosh. to? I'm allergic to this, to this bill. Probably. Maybe oh, God. Talking about it now. Excuse me. <laughs> but, like, yeah, I mean, so it worries me from that standpoint of, like, you know, it brings back my worry of, like, I don't I don't think it does, but what if it does? He's right. It is new. It is something we don't fully understand yet. And th- maybe this is just paranoia, and, like, I don't think we, we should always play to fear. What I'm, But what I'm fearful of is if it's real, then they might have a legitimate case to squelch what I don't think should be squelched. You know? You know? Uh, hiccup. Oh, my God. You know what? Hmm. I would like you to opine on this, and then we're done because I don't think these hiccups are going away. <laughs> uh, uh, are you gonna opine? Um, <laughs> it's, um that's what you said. Yes, when you said something about a pineapple. No, opine, as in um, opinionate. There goes hiccup. Well, I don't know. This one's tough for me because I'm not really that much into politics and their effect on on just the world in general but when it comes to this particular thing the only thing that i guess i'm really concerned about is 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 similar to what you said like you know the the generation of product based on fear people who are uh you know too scared to make a video game that happens to be violent because they don't want to get sued or they don't want to get I don't know. It could be a. I, I doubt it'll turn into like a criminal act to make a violent video game. But what if it went that far? Like, oh, Good now point. everything is is going to be all, you know. I didn't even think about that. Really, really think sensitive. Up. People are going to make games that have no violence in them at all, even though, like, even if cartoon violence, uh, they may wind up kind of. Going, I don't know if we should have that in there right. because uh, it's it's not mature and it's 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 really comedic, but you never know who might get offended at it, and then that'll turn into a precedent for something else. 
Um, so I'm kind of guessing that, you know, games should still kind of be protected by First Amendment, right? But right, well, the First Amendment. And I'm glad that this, you know, the the law was overturned. Right. But I I kind of do feel like somebody somewhere down the line just like saying, well. You know, we we did these studies and we did that, we did this, and they have this overwhelming amount of detail. And then some judge somewhere along the line is going to say, you know, you got a point. Right. Now you can't make violent video games available for children. And it will be, uh, you know, a federal, uh, I don't know, what, a federal crime to sell a violent video game to a child. I... I wonder, um, I wonder, you know, oh my god, the hiccups. I'm going to sit here saying I wonder for the next, like, five minutes because I keep on hiccup, hiccuping mm-hmm. when I say wonder. Um, <clears throat> oh, there it goes again. But you take, um, you take, you know, st- what whatever studies, uh, well, before I even go into that, like, my hope is that, like, th- there's always the old the joke about, like, oh, these are old people, once they're dead, we don't have to worry about it. But mm-hmm. <clears throat> that that's a very real thing, like, once we are more educated on it, hopefully, if even if we find things that are wrong with it, we can also find things that you know can help educate people people in general <clears throat> about precautions or whatever or like uh, how, what what the effects are, and still find a way to live with these things while protecting artists' right to create th- create their art. You know, but the mm. other thing is, I wonder with with anything that kind of gets discovered, <clears throat> if it gets discovered about games. Like if they now now they're setting a precedent for saying okay this medium, making it illegal. What a what about rated R movies? What about like let's go back and examine this other shit. Let's go back and examine all these books that are written. Like like let's 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 take into account all you know serial killers who take inspiration from like <clears throat> from you know things they've read or political extremists who you know go to the go to such an extreme that, you know, they, they, they wreak havoc on, wreck havoc on society <laughs> by, like, reading manifestos and shit like that. And then it com- comes down to, like, okay, we're big government now, now we have to look into all this shit, you know, because we don't want anybody uprising against us. Like, go that far, you know? I don't and, know. And that, that's, I know that's extreme, but, but I'm it just, is. like, the wheels have started turning now, you know? But and you it's know, like, here's the other thing. The, the whole thing, I think money in general has already affected movies. Because sure. there aren't as many R-rated movies as there used to be, and the the MPAA they really do some serious shit when it comes to rating movies. Um, mm. And now most of the movies, you know, because the studio wants to make as so much money as possible, they are coming out with PG thirteen games, uh, movies, PG thirteen movies. But at the same time, at the same time, the line between what is acceptable and what is not with the PG-13 film starts to get stressed a little bit these days. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, it used to be you can only say fuck once um, and your movie's an R. Right. And now now it's like you can say fuck once and it'll still be a PG-13 if it's high profile. Right. And there are a lot of different rules. And, like, I guess a lot of what keeps the movies kind of away from this kind of... Uh, uh, you know, from being looked at like this is well, one is not interactive, and two, um, the MPAA really does a lot of 
hands-on they're they're very widely known you know people know there's only one rating system i mean granted there's only one rating system for video games now but before there weren't uh <clears throat> but for movies you already know pg-13 it means a particular thing and a parent is going to know i should or should not take my child to this movie right and you know there's the uh the r-rated movie where they're like okay well i'm definitely not taking my child to this movie um and unless you know my child can handle it like you know we but they don't make movies like robocop anymore you know what i'm saying yeah but they make movies like hostile right but hostile is like <laughs> hostile you kind of know what you get into like with robocop you kind of that's really a good point that is a very expect. good point and so, you know, you get a movie that has a, a pretty natural, a pretty it's like a pretty expect I was going to say expectable um, a situation, like a premise that you would expect just, you know, regular shit to happen, and then you see some dude get shot up for five minutes straight it's like, okay but well, hostile, Bobby. you know <laughs> that fucking freaked me out I saw that oh, when I was eight. Man. Okay, I saw that movie when I was eight, and that freaked me out. I, me too. But you know oh. what? I, I like. I, I think I turned out fine. Me too. I'm the angel of death. 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 What? No, but like, that, that's a good point. Like the expen. Oh, uh, the the closest I can think is the Expendables. Did you see that? Yes, I did. So you know, like what I was expecting was just comic book violence and like a little bit of cussing. But like then you had you know, um, you had like, um limbs being being blasted off and like fake blood everywhere and it wasn't as gruesome mm-hmm. as like I'm making it out to, to be but it was more gruesome uh, on a humorous level than I thought it was going to be true well uh, Expendables was PG-13 right R R okay because I was going to compare that to Rambo uh, John Rambo the, oh, the latest, latest one? one. Oh yeah that yeah. one I heard I Ooh, didn't see that God, I heard that was like ridiculous you didn't see it I did not did not see it no Oh my god, it's absolutely ridiculous on a gore level. It's just like, dude, what the fuck? And then you think about the fact that Sylvester Sloan is like, well, John Rambo even, is like 60 years old, and he's still doing this shit. You're like, what? Anyway, um, the difference between movies in that particular sense and games in that particular sense is that you can you you know what you get into when you see and and now it's it's like you said it is blurring a bit but you can generally know what you're getting into when you go to a PG-13 movie. Mm. Um when you're when you play a T game it it's 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 pretty you know predictable as well. But then when you get into the MA games uh, a lot of the MA games are perfectly playable but they just have like you know that controversial content and that controversial content, your mileage may vary. And so that's where, like, a lot of the kids, like 15-year-olds, 16-year-olds especially, they're, they're, they can handle it. It's just that they, the, the parents, depending on who they are, of course, like, the, the kids could be able to handle it and they'll be just fine. And they'll walk into the store and buy the game just fine. But then there are the kids who are 15, 16, and kind of, you know, they, they live on that shit somewhat. And it's not really that healthy. To you know, you play these shooting games, and it, this is this is what they do. And like, I want to be shooting these people today. Da da da. You know, and, the funny. The, 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 I'm sorry. Hold that thought. Sorry. The funny yeah. thing about that is, like, Medal of Honor, where where it kind of all started, uh, was a T game. Oh yeah. Yeah. They. It was a T game. It was EA, 
and that's why it was T because they they wanted to get as many hands as possible. So they took oh, out the it's blood. It's the PG thirteen syndrome, <clears throat> right? So they took out the blood, but it's still similar in spirit. You're just shooting shit out of out of Nazis, and there's nothing really. And, and you know what? Let me take a look. Uh, I'm gonna do a quick check right here. Um, Call of Duty. Where did Call of Duty yet? Um, Call of Duty Two was a T was a T game. Mm-hmm. So like. Even then, you know, you, you saying things like, oh, this shit isn't healthy, you know, that even goes into, excuse me, there goes a hiccup, <laughs> that goes into the T games, you know, so it's not even just M or, or T, but like, it's, it's, it's what, exactly what you're saying, like, what are you getting? Is it, sh- like, yes, this is T, but it's also like a lot of just like my senseless shooting, you know? True. So. And then that kind of goes into like what I was saying, like, you know, people uh, who really feel like they're really into that mindless senseless shooting and then they take it out into the real world and it's rare i mean when are these situations like these really high profile situations like columbine and all that shit um you know they don't really happen that often and probably nine times out of ten not even really related to video games so somebody will you know they'll find a video game in the house and be like oh this was caused by video games but then they'll see like a book in the house that'll be something or uh, a movie or a set of movies and they won't say anything. Right. So, you know, I think you that know. a lot of the the anger and the rage and, and the violence that comes out of, you know, children out of these days, is just, it's not really related to video games. And I don't think they're even like amplified by video games, but I'm not the one that's doing legislation and deciding yeah i mean what, I, th- what, what. I think i think it's an outlet I, I think the games are an outlet and I, I i certainly don't put it past games to offer inspiration to um and i'm gonna vacuum a little dust off my keyboard here i did that just because i got a, a, a an attack of hiccups um but i i I, th- I i don't put it past a game to inspire someone to do a certain certain grisly thing like I'm not beyond that. Like like anyone who's like, oh, games don't teach us anything bad is. I'm sorry, they're stupid. Mm-hmm. Like they can anything that puts an idea in your head is is going to is is it could be negative, you know. And that but but my point is that it's not just games, you know. And we we've gone through this already like multiple times in the past. But um, what I was gonna say actually has nothing, has very little to do with this. But um, I just checked uh, World at War. Yeah. Thinking that maybe the M rating was reserved for modern warfare because you know whatever for whatever re- whatever reason, um, like they had swearing and whatever. World at War, which was another World War Two Call of Duty, the one that came right after Modern Warfare, the first one, yep. is is an M game. And so part of me thinks that maybe after Call of Duty Four, Modern Warfare sold gangbusters. They're like, let's make them all M. It's not going to matter. <laughs> and they're like, fuck the kids. Excuse me, there is another hiccup. Oh my, okay, these hiccups are killing me. Is there anything that you want to say? Any last mm. thing that you want to say? Because um, I need to go um, and drink water and just lie down and let these go away. I'm I'm done. I'm good. Okay. Oh, hiccups again. Okay. All right. Well, that kind of ended abruptly. I blame my biology. I apologize to everyone. At the same time, I ah, oh, I don't. Um, every time you heard me say a word, stop and say it again. That was a hiccup. So fuck you. Anyway, um, end of our show. Mm. You can find us places. You can find each one of us at drygames.net on the internet. Al, where can we find you? Where do you live? Uh, I live in various places, I guess. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, twitter.com slash dredmage. Uh, twitter.com slash dredmage. Um, 
There's xlm2k.blogspot.com, which I'll update sometime. And what about your band? Oh, yeah. I have a band. and uh, He has a band. That site is uh, rocafuertemusica.com. R-O-C-A. Com. F-U-E-R-T-E. Musica. With me at the end. Mm-hmm. Dot com. Mm-hmm. 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 So, and you can find their album, Vuelo Letal, which means Lethal Flight. I learned that because Al knows Spanish. Very on the barely. Amazon.com. Barely. <laughs> Amazon.com MP3 downloads list. Make sure to, that make sure that you choose MP3 downloads. There's other places too. iTunes, uh, Spotify, Zune. Uh, supposed to be Rhapsody, but who knows? Uh, anywhere where your digital media is served, you should find us. Excellent. Pete, where do you live? Twitter.com slash Riven. That's R Y V V N. R Y V V N. And if you like don't you- alcoholics talking about video games and movies, you should follow me on Twitter. Follow <laughs> him on Twitter at R Y V V N dot com slash Twitter dot net. That's yes. the only place I live. No, no other place. That's the only important. place to live. No other place is important. Okay. And you can find me, obviously, at Mr. Chupon on Twitter. It's at Mr. Chupon with an O, not a zero. Uh, you can also, obviously, visit us at trygames.net, at trygames.net, which we rarely update, but one day I will. Uh, you can also visit me at www.sharkversusoctopus.com, uh, which is nonsense and has nothing to do with video games, but it could. Uh, and that's all the places that I live. Email, 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 email. Email us at mailbag at trygames.net, M-A-I-L-B-A-G at trygames.net, or you could spell it the wrong way, M-A-L-E. And you can also visit friends of the site. You can visit our friend Maurice at everyonelovesdinosaurs.com, the other Austin out in the world because there are only two of us, and we're both awesome at austindlight.com. Light is spelled the, pro- the appropriate way, like a light bulb. And you can visit Brian Fishman, friend of the site, doctor, and he will save your fucking life as long as you go to his blog, which is called drfishypants.com. Also friends of the site, we've got James Dendy Connor at www.gamesjames.com. That's www.gamesjames.com. Not just one game, but multiple games. And there's also our friend Alex and Gary from That Game Podcast, which is conveniently www.thatgamepodcast.com. And that's where you could find us. That's two minutes of your time that I've wasted because it's the same <laughs> thing every time. <laughs> anyway, um, that's our show. Al, any last words? Um, no, not really. There's egg <laughs> on your face. So for Petey, who's still internet suck. Ah, <laughs> oh, there it goes again. Petey, Petey he gets okay. the hiccup. Ugh. For Al. Ah, Austin, he gets the heck up. <laughs> I have been your host, Austin, and hiccup. Fuck y'all. Oh, just in time. Ringy dingy. Who the fuck is Kungan Lao? The same guy again? No, it's just somebody else. Oh. Kungan Lao wins.